0: It's January 22nd, 2021, and this is Sorta Awesome, episode 276. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host, Rebecca Hoffer, as we dive into what is going to be trending in 2021. We have got food trends, home trends, health, beauty, and fashion trends. It's going to be big in 2021. We are talking about it today. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, welcome. We are so thrilled that you are here. Maybe you found us from Facebook. Maybe you found us from Instagram. Maybe on YouTube or on TikTok. Maybe somebody who is very awesome in your life recommended Sorta Awesome to you. However it is that you found us, we are so glad that you are here. We would love to have you subscribe to Sorta Awesome in whatever podcast app you're listening to us in right now so that you never miss any of the awesome that we share with you every week. And so you can find out where to connect with us and our incredible community online. So Rebecca, hello and welcome back to Sorta Awesome. Of course, I am so glad that you are here to talk trends with me this week. This is going to be so much fun. We've got a lot of ground to cover, don't you think?
1: We do. And it's remarkable that I'm on this show because I think I'm one of the least trendy people that I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like maybe both of us have found ourselves to be highly influenced by TikTok culture, which is very, you know, trend oriented. That's true.
1: But does that translate very well into, like, real life? I don't know. Or it's more like I'm the awkward older aunt that knows what the young kids are saying and less, like, trendy with my actual peers. I think I'm lacking a lot on that level. Definitely not trendy with my actual peers.
0: I love that. I do not think you're the awkward older aunt, but I love that. I kind of want to put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Well, the good news for both of us is we did not go to TikTok to get these trends for the most part, although TikTok is going to come up, I think, in conversation. These trends are actually what's being predicted by Pinterest. So I feel like that's more our speed, don't you think? Like, we can navigate Pinterest, okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and somehow that feels like an insult to us, but I think you're right.
0: (laughs) Pinterest for the awkward older aunt in your life. That's us. But truly, Pinterest is a place where many, many people, not just in the United States, but around the world go to look up ideas for things, whether, you know, entertaining or if they want to try a new recipe or they want to maybe redo their closet, either organize it or redo their wardrobe, whatever. You know, people turn to Pinterest to get ideas, to get inspiration and Pinterest, like their actual job is to really stay on the heartbeat of what is trending right now. So they have put together, they've done this for several years, and it's always fascinating to me. They put together this huge trend report at the beginning of the year. And 2021 is no different. I think that as we talk about some of these trends, it's going to totally make sense why these things are going to be popular this year as people are really kind of like acclimating to life and in quarantine and adjusting what is inspiring them based on that. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm super excited that we could have this conversation. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It's that moment in the show where we talk about the books, the TV shows, movies, podcasts, products, all the things that could be making life a little more awesome right now. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week?
1: My awesome of the week is a blanket from the company Unhide. That company really specializes in like faux fur blankets. Their goal, their mission is to eliminate real fur products and to lean into the faux fur. And they have some throw blankets that are absolutely to
0: die for. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think I know what you're going to talk about. And I'm just like rubbing my hands over here because I absolutely love these blankets.
1: So they have a really, really big one that is called the Marshmallow. Now, I mean, are you not sold already? Like, (laughs) it's called Marshmallow. Yes. If that does not speak to how soft and fluffy and luxurious these blankets are, I don't know what will. But then they have the little Marsh. And that's the one that I have. It's a $65 value, which I will be honest and say that I think that $65 for a throw blanket feels like a lot to pay except for when you think about how often you're going to use it and how long it's going to last. And then you're like, well, if you break it down by price point that way, it's not so bad. But I mean, personally, like I still think that's kind of like a lot to spend. However, I got one of these blankets in a FabFitFun box last winter in
0: 2019. Yes, that's where mine came from too. Yes, love it. it is so soft.
1: Okay, so they're made from 100% faux chuchillian polyester. <laughs> that's what it says on their <laughs> website. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Faux chuchillian fur? Is that what they're going after? I had not realized that that's what they were Maybe basing so. this on. Okay, yeah. So one side is kind of flat and smooth, while the other side has more of this like faux fur texture to it. And I cannot stress to you how incredibly soft Smooth and silky, this blanket is. It's almost slippery. It's so soft and smooth. Do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Meg?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Okay. Yeah, it's like the snuggliest blanket ever.
1: So, as soon as I got it, my kids and I started fighting over it. Like, it's like it instantly became the best blanket in the living room, the one that everybody wants to use. And 100%, yes. So, FabFitFun has it in their winter box again for this year. And as soon as I heard that, I said to myself, I definitely want to get one because a FabFitFun box, if you pay full price for it, it's $50, $49.99. And that's cheaper than the actual blanket. So I was like, okay, I definitely want to get one. I, in full disclosure, I and Meg with the show, we are affiliates for FabFitFun and they sent me a box for free. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to customize my box. They just was like, here, a complimentary box. We're going to give you whatever you want. But the way that FabFitFun works is that you get to customize three out of the eight to 10 items that you get, and then the rest will be a surprise. Well, the yes. blanket was one of the things that you could customize, but I didn't get it in my free box. And I wanted ah. the blanket so badly that I went out and I bought a second box just so that I could have the blanket because I really, really, really yes. wanted it. Yes. So smart. So now we have two and Uh I'm thrilled. I could not be happier. And so I really think that this blanket at the 65 price point, I mean, it's a bit much, but I see why it is that much. And I think that you could go out and buy it. However, if you're interested in trying it for yourself, really the way to go is to get it through FabFitFun because you're going to get it at a lower price point. Plus, FabFitFun is running a 40% off sale for new customers right now, which they haven't done a sale like this in like over a year. So they're trying to like push out this inventory, right? They're trying to clear it out. So they're going to do it until it sells out. And so at that point, price point, it's only (gasps) $29.99. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Like over half off the cost of the blanket. Plus, you get everything else that comes in a FabFitFun box
0: right some of my favorite
1: things have come in fabfitfun boxes that's so great that magic makeup eraser that was my awesome the week before i love that thing i got from fabfitfun anyway the blanket is absolutely amazing i highly 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 recommend it if you want to get it at a discount we'll have all the information in the show notes you're gonna love it it's absolutely the softest blanket
0: So great. We will definitely have all of that information for you because you guys are going to want to have this. My family is the same way. People are constantly fighting over that blanket. It is so soft and snuggly. It actually disappeared from our living room for like over a month. And I was like, where is that blanket? I could not figure it out. It was on the bed of one of my daughters, one of my teenage daughters, and she had like contraband. She had like hidden it under her comforter so she could like sleep with the coziness right on top of her. So yes, it is highly sought after.
1: That is not surprising. It sounds extremely accurate. I think my own children have been tempted to do so. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a family blanket. It lives in the living room.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay, love that. Perfect for this month of January, really for any time. It's a great blanket. Okay, my awesome of the week this week is one, Rebecca. I've been a little conflicted about using this as an awesome of the week, and I'm going to tell you why here in just a second. It is a moisturizer cream from It Cosmetics. I love It Cosmetics, but I've never tried any of their skincare line. But my youngest sister, Sarah, for Christmas this year, she got me and Emily, our other sister, and my mom. One of the It Cosmetics, you know, like at Christmas, they'll like at Ulta or Sephora, they'll do like those gift boxes where you get a little something from Mm -hmm. everything in the line. That's what she got for each of us for Christmas. And so this moisturizer, it's called Confidence in a Cream. And it's fantastic. Now, the reason I've been conflicted about it is because you may remember, Rebecca, Awesomes who've been listening for a while may remember that one of my recent initiatives for myself is to back off of the anti-aging products. (laughs) Right, I do remember this. I had gotten real obsessed with anti-aging stuff. And I think I've said on the show, my two main areas that I would like hyper focus in on were my forehead lines and my crow's feet. My smile lines might be a nice way to say it. And so I just realized I was like spending so much time, attention and money trying to correct these things that probably at this point are only going to be truly correctable by a visit to a doctor's office. And so, but I've been trying to, you know, like do all of these products. And so finally I was like, you know what, enough. I'm going to take two big steps back from my mirror and realize that nobody's examining my skin or my wrinkles as closely as I am. <laughs> That's a good point. Very true. Yeah. So I had kind of given up on the anti-aging product. So then this cream was in this skincare gift set that my sister had given me. And I love it so much and I wanted to talk to the awesomes about it, but I didn't want you all to think that I like had given up on my uh, moratorium (laughs) on anti-aging products. So the reason I want to talk about this is it is truly such a great moisturizer, whether or not you care a thing about anti-aging. And I don't even know or think it's probably going to do that much in that anti-aging realm, depending on your age and where your skin is at right now. But this stuff is so great. They call it their transforming moisturizing super cream. This is perfect for winter if you have dry skin. If you do have skin that is normally dry or feels a little dry after you wash your face at night, this stuff is so thick. I've actually been using it in the mornings too. I don't know that I will do that as we get into warmer weather. But in the winter, as I've gotten older, man, the skin on my face is so tight and so dry. And I know Kelly and I just did this 10 more little luxuries to get you through the winter episode. I actually originally had this moisturizer on the list. It kind of got bumped and I was like, that's okay. I'll use it as an awesome of the week, but it is so, so moisturizing and it feels so great on the skin. I've been wearing it under makeup. It really like blends into the skin really nice and light, even though it's really a thick moisturizer, if that makes sense. You know, some of the thicker ones, it's like, I would never wear this during the day. But this one is moisturizing, but also I feel like you could wear it under makeup if you have drier skin. If you do, if your skin is on more like combination or on the oilier side, you may not want to wear it during the day. I will say that. But if your skin is a little dry, it's totally fine for day or night. And I am loving it. It is truly like a little luxury in a jar just to be able to put that on in the mornings or at night. So,
1: you know, I've used several It Cosmetics products. It's the story is kind of bananas. I won't even get into it, but I was able to try a lot of things for free and I have been impressed with every single thing that I've tried and I had some moisturizer. I think it was a different variety, though. It doesn't quite sound familiar, but I had a facial moisturizer from It Cosmetics and it really did feel like luxury on my skin. Yes, I'm so impressed with that brand. Since being able to sample and try some things, I have gone and repurchased some items. And I would love to hear from the awesomes what their favorite things are from It Cosmetics because I think it's a line that I really
0: like. It's nice. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I will drop a link in the show notes for you guys if you want to check it out. Again, it's the Confidence in a Cream from It Cosmetics. So these were awesomes of the week for Rebecca and I. Of course, we love to hear what is awesome in your life. And we would love for you to come tell us about that either on Instagram at show or in our Facebook community. If you haven't joined us, please do come and join us. This is such a great time to come be a part of the Hangout group over there. We definitely talk about Awesome of the Week every Friday over there and just make all other kinds of recommendations, troubleshoot problems, biggest life quandaries really, or the smallest things like, hey, where did you guys get the sheets that you love? Or, you know, like any kind of question, we can help you solve it in the Hangout. So. If you haven't joined us there, we're at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Rebecca and I are going to be talking all about the trends of 2021 when we come right back. Awesomes, I am so excited to get to talk to you again about what I think is the very best meal kit on the market, and that is EveryPlate. EveryPlate allows you to experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. EveryPlate dinners are cheaper then takeout they are cheaper than delivery. And the best thing is that the recipes come together in about 30 minutes. It is definitely faster than making a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. You're going to spend less time deciding what to cook and more time spent enjoying good food with your family. Now, you know, with a family as big as ours is, two adults, five kids, that when it comes to meal kits, the price is definitely a factor. In our last Every Plate delivery, we got to cook up some incredible meals together, including the gooey stuffed pork burgers that were served with barbecue onion and crispy potato wedges. Oh my gosh, my kids love those potato wedges. Those burgers were gone in a snap. You guys, it's a great time of year to check out Every Plate if you haven't already. In fact, you awesome's can get 3 weeks of Every Plate meals for only 2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code awesome3. Again, that's going to be 3 weeks of every plate meals for only $2 and 99 cents per meal. When you go to everyplate.com and enter code awesome, A-W-E-S-O-M-E and the number three, awesome three. Thank you, every plate. Hey, friends, as a mom, I can tell you one of the biggest treats about having big kids is getting to go back and revisit favorites from my childhood with them, including watching the movie The Princess Bride. I had no idea how much fun that was going to be, and that one totally holds up over time. It is definitely a classic. Something else that is becoming an instant classic is Best Fiends. It is the top rated mobile puzzle adventure this game is so much fun. It's a world filled with lovable characters. There are thousands of levels and they create more content for this game all the time. Now, listen, I am not usually a big gamer. I don't play video games. I hardly ever have games on my phone, but I love having best fiends on my phone. I can open it up when the world gets a little chaotic, a little stressful. I open up best fiends. The music is so soothing and there is something so satisfying about these cute, lovable characters killing the evil slugs. It's so, rewarding. It's hard to put it down. In fact, Best Fiends is the can't put it down mobile puzzle game that's also free to download. With over 100 million downloads, this five star rated mobile puzzle game is definitely a must play. So you guys go download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or in Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Go download it, have fun. Again, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or in Google Play. Okay, Rebecca. I am so excited to talk through this list with you. You know, as people, as like non-content creators, you and I, I think, have a pretty big familiarity with Pinterest, just like as Pinterest users. But then, both of us coming with backgrounds from the blogging world, have kind of seen the the more like businessy side of Pinterest, with you know figuring out how when we were blogging, and you are still blogging at Simply Rebecca. But like how the algorithm works and how they get information from users, all of this stuff. I kind of really like to talk about the maybe not quite as sexy part of Pinterest, but like the data part of it. And that's really what they do when they put together this trend report. Wasn't this so fascinating to look through?
1: It was really interesting. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I mean, obviously they have like data and research and things that are backing this up, these predictions. It was fascinating to see what all they think is coming down the line here for
0: 2021. I agree. And, you know, I think the thing, too, that it is 2021, a lot of us are just like, we're still in the mix of things being topsy-turvy. And we've been like this for almost a year. And so I think it's a time when a lot of us are just trying to find anything that is a little bit of fun, something that we can look forward to, that we can still enjoy safely. But I think so many people just feel like they need something to look forward to. And I think all of these trends really speak to that. So why don't you get us started? We have some food trends to talk about first. Why don't you get us started?
1: Well, Pinterest is predicting that we are moving away from just salami and crackers on our charcuterie boards and going to epic boards for all kinds of different themes, such as like breakfast candy, fruit, okay, tacos, movie night snacks. I mean, they showed some pins of some boards that they were using as inspiration for this prediction, and they truly are works of edible art. They're just incredible.
0: Oh yes.
1: Now, I have to say, I am not very good at charcuterie boards. <laughs> Okay. I have very little experience, almost zero experience. The closest that I get to creating my own charcuterie board is maybe when I do like a muffin tray lunch for my kids. This is something that was inspired by my friend Beth from Red and Honey. She'll like gather snacky things or like little carrot sticks and slices of ham or cheese. And she'll put them in muffin tins to serve to her kids. And they just eat it up like crazy. For some reason, the muffin tin is like the key to success and getting your kids to eat. That's about as far as I go with charcuterie boards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's the same concept. I used to do these. I mean, it wasn't nearly as formal as like a true charcuterie board, but I used to call them picky platters where like, it's so true. If you take your kids' food, especially kids seem to fall for this, and you just put it in a different context, it's like suddenly they're like, oh, this is delicious. I will eat these carrots and other things that are healthy for me. But I would call them picky platters because we could just put it all on a platter and just pick, pick, pick at it. It's that idea, except it's, you know, a little bit more grown up version, right?
1: Yes, exactly. And, you know, like you were saying about this being people wanting to look ahead to like a different, a more normal, back to normal type of time in their lives, I feel like charcuterie boards are a major F you to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about individually plated food. No, we will pile all the food together in one small space for us to eat off of as a group. And there's not a lot of like serving utensils being displayed with these charcuterie boards because that would ruin the aesthetic. No, we are going in with our hands and grabbing all the food and eating it right there
0: with everybody. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. I hadn't thought about that.
1: <laughs> I think about COVID every single time I see a charcuterie board on TikTok.
0: <laughs> you're like, you're just using your hands? Please tell me there's hand sanitizer <laughs> off to the side. What's happening here? Oh, my brain is broken. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I love
1: it. I love these boards. They are so beautiful, so artistic. You know, we're not going to have maybe show notes for every single one of these things, but I, for sure, we will put a link to some of these beautiful themed boards just to admire. Even if you don't make them for yourself, they
0: really are beautiful works of art. Love it. I think that my children would be like, you can do this with candy? What? (laughs) That sounds amazing. And I like, you know, just like the taco night idea. Like if you are going to have tacos for your family, why not put it out and make it a little bit more fun? Again, we're kind of at the point where we're like, what can we do just to have like a little... Booster shot of fun. And so I think this is such a great way to do that. Most definitely. Yeah. Speaking of people being looking for something that they can do, I did see them talk about one big thing is going to be like bigger breakfasts. So, you know, there's the idea that we're at home more people, what you might have saved for like a Sunday brunch could just be like Tuesday morning brunch. Okay. <laughs> So people might be more willing after we've been home for so long, again, just to have something that's interesting to do like a little bit more involved breakfast every day because you don't have to run out the door for your commute or for school drop off for a lot of us. So one of the trends is taking a little bit more time to, you know, have fun with stuff. Another trend that I saw was the idea of taking your leftovers And kind of dressing them up. A big movement that had even started long before COVID came into play was really trying to eliminate food waste. Food waste has gotten a lot of attention in the past couple of years. So for people who are trying to make an effort to like actually really eat the leftovers, don't just put them in the Tupperware and put them in the fridge, but actually do something with them. This idea of kind of taking sauces or even things like spices and companies actually are kind of leading the way on this, doing creating things like applewood smoked salt, which I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds super fancy. Meyer lemon honey. So it's not just honey. It's got that Meyer lemon note in it. All of these different ideas for like, how did it take a sauce, a seasoning, a condiment, do something fun with that. And then throw that together with your leftovers to make leftovers a little bit more fun. And again, since people are eating at home so much more and they're kind of dealing with leftovers, this has been a fun trend to think about, like how you can make leftovers actually feel appealing for yourself, for your family. So I thought that was interesting. And then one more trend that I found is now that we've moved out of fall season, pumpkin spice, of course, Seasonally is kind of out, but Rebecca seems like America's having a big love affair with coffee, like coffee flavored everything. So I was reading one trend report that said we can see coffee flavored granola. Oh protein bars. No, no. Granola. You don't like no. it. <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> I don't think I like that one. Rebecca's out on this trend. <laughs> what if they did coffee Oreos? Or is that already a no. thing?
1: Oh. Now, that, that sounds
0: good. Well, I don't
1: know. I feel like I should know. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay, so I think I like the idea of something sweet being coffee, like coffee ice okay. cream. Now, granola is yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's not sour and it's not salty, so it should be good. But for some reason, my first instinct is no.
0: <laughs> you are off of this trend. <laughs> Coffee-flavored candy, yogurt. I don't know if I like a coffee yogurt.
1: I think I have had that, like a mocha. Really?
0: yogurt. Yeah. Okay. And it was okay. (laughs) For some reason, coffee and granola is out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) That is too funny. There's also coffee infused booze. So like if you want to be able to get a little caffeine boost and a little alcohol boost at the same time, I don't know how that works. But yeah, apparently coffee flavored everything is going to be a big trend. I've already started to see some stuff. And like you said, like mocha yogurt and those types of things, but it's really going to be a big thing in 2021. So, all right, let's kind of talk about maybe some, well, I don't know if we'd call this fashion, but just like maybe home trends that we're going to see in 2021. And this is where I think we noticed that there's going to be some Gen Z influence coming through big time I know from my Gen Z daughters, this next one that you're going to talk about is this trend is real thing with that age group. Yes.
1: And that is all the neon everywhere. (laughs) Yes. So Gen Z seems to be obsessed with neon, in particular, like neon LED lights for sure, but also like wall paints and like fashion, other home decor. You know, you do not need to scroll TikTok for even more than five minutes and you will see evidence of this trend, specifically in the form of the neon LED lights that are strung along the ceilings of bedrooms. Yep. It's like the start of every TikTok is a low camera angle of somebody's face, but it's mostly their eyes and their forehead and not even anything else. Yep. And a whole (laughs) lot of ceiling behind them With their lights on. (laughs) Yes. I don't understand. It's like Gen Z is so obsessed with telling us how young they are. You know how, like, (laughs) when we do selfies, we learned you hold the camera high and you look Uh up to it because that's the most flattering look. Gen Z's like, oh, no, 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 no. If it's not from below (laughs) the chin, then it's not authentic.
0: (laughs) They're, like, just bragging about their youthfulness. Yes. Yes. They have to be the exact opposite of their awkward older aunt. (laughs) Yes.
1: And so then behind like every low framed video of themselves, there are these neon lights everywhere.
0: Yes, girl. I know.
1: Okay. Do your girls have this?
0: Lights everywhere. No, here's the thing. They do not have them up right now. AJ has been on a campaign for like a year to have the lights, like you said, the TikTok look which is stringing them along or installing them, applying whatever along the ceiling. Well, Kyle does not want them to do that because it's going to mess up the paint. And so she is like so mad that her dad will not let her do it. Now he was like, well, we could put them on the back of the bedboard, so you can still get that look. And she was like, it's not the same. It's not the same. So she has some. We're at a sort of stalemate in the negotiation of where the LED lights can go, but... Yeah, it was very much just so that her TikToks that she creates will have that very specific neon Gen Z feel to them.
1: Very specific feel. But, you know, behind the headboard is something that Pinterest is talking about. So Pinterest was talking about all these kinds of different places where people are putting these LED lights. And it does go beyond just Gen Z and, you know, the classic like teen bedroom. They're talking about putting them like underneath the vanity in your bathroom as kind of like extra like elevated lighting in your bathroom or like, you know, like a really like classy looking nightlight look. A lot of people are putting them kind of almost like behind their TVs, their big screen TVs to have that kind of ambient glow light or like underneath their bottom cabinets in their kitchen, not necessarily like their upper cabinets, but like underneath the very bottom along the floor. To just like yeah. this extra pop of light kind of elevating your space in that way. It's not quite the same thing as like blue neon lights in your ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and neon is everywhere. Like it's not, it's also in fashion. It's in mm-hmm. merch. If you have yeah. a child, a teen that is into watching yes. YouTubers yes. or other people who might have like different merch lines, they almost all are having some sort of tie-dye, neon tie-dye merch. I know that Noah got a neon tie-dye shirt for Christmas that I think looks hideous and he loves it. He just loves it. I think that for me, the neon thing, as yep. somebody who like lived through the eighties and did the neon thing, like, I just, can't, yes. I just can't quite. It's not the same,
0: but yeah, I just can't quite go back to it. Thank you for saying that, Rebecca. You are hitting on the heart of the tension that I have had with AJ, especially over this. Stacey is sort of in a different realm of trend. She's more in like the geeky fandom realm. So she's not that into neon, but AJ is so into neon everything. You guys, she wanted her main Christmas present to be, and we did let her do this to have her hair dyed neon green. Now it is still green. I don't know that she'll let me put a picture on social media, but I'm here to tell you the child's hair is neon green.
1: That's how Is all of it or just like a the chunk? The whole thing.
0: No, oh, no, the whole thing. The whole thing. Root to tip neon green. That's really I was like, intense. I asked her like 10 times. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Well, I'll tell a different story about this on the Awesome Overflow for our superstar Patreon supporters because I don't want to tell the thousands and thousands <laughs> of this story. But anyway, it's been a real point of contention. And I think you're exactly right. I also, of course, being born in 1977, Went through the neon phase of like the 80s and into the early 90s. And to me, I'm just like, it's so tacky. I hate it, but they're so into it. Then I get into conflict with myself because, you know, I'm a big love what you love person.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely a conflict there. But I think, you know, in our defense, okay, in our defense, what have we been told over and over and over again about 80s fashion? That it's like ridiculous and awful, right? (laughs) Yes. Is anybody ever saying, oh, the 80s, man, that's when we were doing fashion right? (laughs) No, nobody says that. Yeah. I mean, I think all the other decades, there's like some sense of appreciation for it. You know, like the flappers of the 50s and like the hippie styles in the 60s. Like I think each decade kind of has a little something. We trash on the 80s every step of the way. So then to have your daughter say... I think I want to take a little bit of that into my life today. Of course your reaction is going to be, no, that's a bad decision. You've been programmed to think that it was terrible. I mean, it was terrible, but like, like you've been programmed (laughs)
0: that way. Thank you for seeing and affirming me, Rebecca. I feel so known in this moment. And it explains so much of why we have just had this back and forth. In fact, We're talking about the merch well aj's really really into the harry potter fandom and so she picked out again part of her christmas a merch shirt from some creator on like society six who had done like a luna lovegood inspired shirt that was on neon green it's like you said everything is just so it's all neon all the time for them so whether or not you have a teen in your life you're probably going to see this neon trend Just know that this is where it's coming from. (laughs) It's the worst. Oh my goodness. Okay. So for this next trend, which is about kind of home decor, home design, we are going to take a hard left. We're leaving the neon behind. This is like the actual opposite of that. So one trend that you're going to be reading about, seeing, hearing about, if you haven't already for homes is called Japandi. Now that is quite a word. It's a mashup of two different ideas, Japanese decor trends, and Scandinavian. And so they mashed them together and we have the word Japandi. So I was doing a little research on this and I found this quote from Lenny Kalas of Ward 5 Design, which is out of Queens, New York. And Lenny said that Japandi design is the combination of Scandinavian functionality and Japanese rustic minimalism to create a feeling of art, nature, and simplicity. This fusion creates the perfect blend of function and form, focusing on clean lines, bright spaces, and light colors. So, Pinterest said that searches for Japandi are like skyrocketing right now at the beginning of the year. People are getting really into this idea. You know, the sort of Scandinavian aesthetic has definitely been popular for a while with a, you know, sort of like white walls, very clean look, and then maybe some pops of color a lot of black and white graphic being brought into it. So that's been kind of popular for a while. And then I think this Japanese rustic minimalism idea, I think truly as people are spending more time at home, a lot of us are like, I have too much stuff everywhere. Amen. (laughs) I don't need more clutter organizers. I need to get rid of more stuff. And so I think people are kind of seeking out. And the thing about the Japanese Aspect of it is, it is very like clean looking, but also bringing in little bits of nature, very soothing. If there was ever a time that we wanted to feel soothed and calm in our homes, it is now. So, yeah, sleek lines, neutral color schemes, calming spaces. You're going to see a lot of that. And if you want to put a word to it, if you want to search on Pinterest yourself, and like Rebecca, I'm going to put some Japandi boards and ideas into the show notes so you guys can go get a visual and see what I'm talking about you're going to see that phrase. Again, if you haven't already seen it, it's popping up everywhere for sure.
1: You know, I have to wonder if people are searching this for actual inspiration that they want to implement into their homes, or if they just need the little boost of serotonin from seeing a space.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) That is
1: like so calm and empty, void of clutter. There's like no kids' toys anywhere. Because it's almost, some of the images that I saw were almost like heart and like just so like extreme minimalism that I'm like, well, but does anybody live there? And I wonder if people are just like, I just need to stare at a bathroom
0: (laughs) that is not my own for a moment, please. Yes. (laughs) Where there are no elbow toothbrushes on the counter. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. I think you're absolutely right. So we will put some of that serotonin boost via (laughs) the Japandi trend into the show notes for you guys to check out. So we have covered a lot. We still have more 2021 trends to cover, and we'll do that when we come right back. Okay, awesomes, you know, we talk a lot about having really good routines in your life here on Sort of Awesome, especially if those routines help you to take care of yourself a little bit better. We believe whatever you're using to get ready for the day should help you to feel amazing. And that's why I love Billy razors and so many of our awesomes are absolutely obsessed with Billy too. Now I honestly have just in the past, I've used men's razors, whatever razors Kyle had laying around in the bathroom. I never really thought that having a razor that was made just for women would actually make a difference in taking care of myself, shaving my legs. All of that changed when I got my first Billy razor in the mail. I truly had no, no idea that shaving your legs could feel like a luxury experience, but I am here to tell you with Billy razors, it absolutely is. Billy totally makes the best razor out there for those days when you want an extra smooth shave with no pink tacks, no visit to the drugstore and no breaking the bank. In fact, you can go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. It is so affordable. And, and that includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and the cult favorite magnetic holder. So go to mybilly.com to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. And to express a little love for sort of awesome, go to mybilly.com slash awesome. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit and shipping is free. Always go to mybilly.com slash awesome. That's my B I L L I E.com slash awesome. Mybilly.com slash awesome. Hey, awesomes, you know that if there's one thing that we super love around here, it's that Friday feeling. You get to open up a brand new episode of Sorta Awesome, put your feet up, relax, and reward yourself for a week of hard work. But you know, you don't have to wait for that Friday feeling to kick in just once a week because with award-winning wine from First Leaf, any day can feel like a Friday. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world directly to you. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind for a unique combination of wine that you are guaranteed to love. Now, unlike other wine clubs, First Leap uses an algorithm And your feedback to curate your future wine selections. Something I super love about First Leaf the subscriptions are very flexible. The shipments arrive on your schedule with practically zero effort. It's so easy to adjust how often you want those deliveries to come from First Leaf. We have been First Leaf customers for years now. Our most recent box had a selection of wines, not just from California, which were awesome and delicious, also from France, from Argentina there was a bottle from South Australia it was called the scissor kick Sellers Shirah oh my gosh you guys it was one of my favorite bottles of wine that I've had in a long time I never would have found it without first leaf so what are you waiting for get that Friday feeling like I do any day with first leaf join today and you will get six bottles of wine for 29.95 and free shipping just go to try firstleaf.com awesome that's Six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryforsleaf.com/slash awesome. Okay, awesomes, it is January and it's time to start the new year off right. With Legacy Box, you can give your aging home movies, those photos, those film reels that have not seen the light of day in a very long time, a modern update so that they're organized and easy to share with friends and family. As I've told you before, Kyle and I were so thrilled with our Legacy Box experience. We sent in our wedding photos, the photos that we had no digital copies of. We only had the pictures from our wedding way back in 1998. Legacy Box did an amazing job of converting those photos to be completely digital. Now we know that we have digital copies of those that we can share with our children and our grandchildren someday for generations to come. With Legacy Box, you can have all of those old memories from your family organized and preserved quickly and easily. The service is actually shockingly simple. They send you a kit. You use that kit to safely send in the moments that you want preserved. Their experienced team will create a digital collection by hand, and then it all gets sent back to you. It's stored on the cloud in a thumb drive or a DVD, along with all the original media that you sent to them. Over the past 10 years, Legacy Box has helped over 1 million families restore and protect those irreplaceable moments from the past. In 2020, Legacy Box Service's were so popular that the team has created an additional 125 jobs at its preservation studio right here in the USA. Even if you wanted to do this yourself, the whole process would cost hundreds of dollars. But when you visit LegacyBox.com today, you're going to save $50 off. In fact, you can get started for as little as $39. So awesome's, go to legacybox.com/awesome to take advantage of this limited time offer and get 50% off. This exclusive offer won't last long, so order their kit now and then just send it in whenever you're ready. Go to legacybox.com/awesome and save 50% while supplies last. Okay, Rebecca, we have a few more trends to talk about, so we were just talking about Japandi. And we were talking about like that idea of we're in our homes a lot. I know that many of us, well, you and I, we work from home all the time, but many people are working from home. They have been for months and are kind of settling into that. So I think that really speaks to the next trend we wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah. So the next trend is this non-traditional workspace, specifically the office, which is a, mm. I can't say that without laughing. But it's the mashup of closet and office. So Pinterest is saying, they said, say goodbye to open floor plans. Pinners are getting creative with closed doors. And I have to tell you, I chuckled when I read that because I'm like, well, isn't this hilarious? Everybody wants an open (laughs) floor plan until we're all living in it 24-7. And suddenly, (laughs) suddenly we're asking for some closed doors.
0: (laughs) Give me a door to close now. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I was scrolling through Pinterest and looking at these cloth spaces, which basically people are, you know, transforming a closet into an office. Or also another big trend is people are searching for like bookshelf room dividers. So, room dividers are another like really big thing. Like, how can we basically take this open floor plan or take this space, this room, and make it more multifunctional, adding a little bit of privacy? For some workspace, which this is not surprising, given how much people are working from home and how much we have learned that we can work from home. So regardless of the pandemic, I think working from home is something that we're going to be taking with us well beyond. And so it makes sense that people are saying, "Hey, I'm here for the long haul. What can I do to make this space more efficient and more beautiful to work in?"
0: Yes. So yes. I'm scrolling
1: through Pinterest, and my favorite cloth offices. Are when they have a smaller closet with like the bifold doors, and they've transformed that with maybe some fun paint or bright wallpaper, added some shelving, a small desk space, and all of the clothes are removed. That's kind of as I'm looking through it, that's the one that I think is the most fun. Sometimes they take the doors off. So it's just this open space with its, it's like you have this little nook in your room where it's like your little desk nook. And I just think yes. it's so fun. Sometimes they leave the doors on. And I love that, that you can close this space and say, okay, work is done. The office is closed. I'm stepping away. Yeah. However, there was also a lot of spaces being pinned that are truly combining the office and the closet. So in this first example that I give, you know, you're eliminating the closet. Like there's no clothes in sight. The clothes have been removed. But there's also the idea of truly combining the two. And so- Sometimes that means that you have maybe a large master closet that you Mm -hmm. actually have room to put a desk into. And so you're trying to organize your clothing in like a nice, structured, organized, beautiful way and have space for your desk. Or they're taking a spare bedroom or office space and they're adding the clothing storage into that space. Now, clearly, this trend will not work for everyone because you either need like an extra closet space Mm -hmm. that you can completely sacrifice or you need a large master closet or Mm -hmm. a spare bedroom that you can convert into a closet. And so as I was
0: scrolling, I was
1: getting a little bit green (laughs) and thinking to myself, Oh, what privilege you must have
0: to be able to. Yeah. You and I also, we live in old homes. I don't know about your house, but in our hundred year old house for, you know, we have three-ish bedrooms in a tiny home office, 2000 square feet. We have four closets for all of these people. And I'm like, even if I wanted to, there's no way we could sacrifice the actual clothing storage space to make a little office. So
1: yeah, I totally get it. I love it, but it's just not practical for everyone. We have another walk-in closet. So we have one in my bedroom that I'm recording in right now. And Meg, tell the listeners, is it what you would consider a beautiful closet
0: space? I would consider <laughs> from it- From your vantage point. From where I sit, I would say it's a very functional closet space. <laughs> I love that you're talking about this as you're sitting there in the background behind you. It's just, you know, a regular closet rack with your clothes hanging on it and maybe some things stored on a shelf above so yes
1: we did a group show reunion oh did we tell them that
0: this is coming out before that no but here's a little (laughs) teaser for you (laughs) coming up soon can
1: can i say this yeah it's right (laughs) okay surprise (laughs) (laughs) we have a reunion show with your favorite long gone co-host and when we got sat down to record Laura literally said to me, oh, you're in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she had stopped uh, recording with us by the time I had moved to the closet. But I OK, so anyway, yeah. we have another closet space. And I at one point said to myself, oh, this would be a really cute space to turn into a tiny little office. And then I had this aha moment where I thought to myself, wait. When we have the flexibility that I can dedicate this closet to an office space, like the kids are going to be gone. Like there's not going to be the Mm. need to have it be in this tiny little closet. So yep. anyway, offices, they're big and they're coming at you. And I truly hope that the awesomes all have the ability to make that work for yourself. I say with a jealous face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or at least the ability to close the door behind you somewhere and Amen. have a little privacy. Amen. Yeah, definitely. This is going to be one of those things that I think continues to be like a point of contention of like, I have got to have a little space. I've got to have a little something that I can settle into and get something done. So yes, I get it. Okay. Well, kind of taking that idea for a different spin, all of us have been at home so long Many, many, many people have had to cancel travel plans in the past year. Many of us who had hoped to travel sometime in 2021 are unsure what that's going to look like. So one thing Pinterest said that people are really indulging in right now is what they're calling the hypothetical sabbatical, which is to say many people are creating fantasy travel boards about their dream getaway. So. A lot of people for sure have used Pinterest in a really functional way in the past to plan their travel. Like if you know you're going to go to Colorado for a week in the summer or whatever, you might start a little Pinterest board with different ideas where you, you know, the parks you want to hit up, where you might stay. So for sure, Pinterest has long been a destination for checking out realistic travel. But Pinterest says that like right now people are really pinning, creating boards and pinning luxury travel, like the dream vacation the romantic honeymoon, the international travel they've always wanted to do. And I think this goes back to like what you were saying about the home stuff, like with the Japandi trend, people just wanna feel they can look at something different. Like they need that idea, like that imagination escape. And so we've all been staring at our own walls in our home. We've all been stuck in our (laughs) co for so long. (laughs) We just want to travel via our imagination and Pinterest is there with the images that lead to the, you know, blog posts and, you know, whatever the photo essays that inspire us thinking about like, if I could go anywhere right now, where would I want to go? For many of us that may not ever become a reality, but it's fun to just kind of dream about it a little bit. So that's been a big trend right now.
1: We're desperate for a new landscape, like a literal new landscape.
0: Literally, yes. So those are some of the ones that have had to do with, you know, kind of like home life or again, just daydreaming about getting out and escaping. But I know we covered some too that have to do more with your day-to-day life, whether that might be self-care or what you're actually wearing. So what else did we uncover, Rebecca? Well, skinimalism
1: is coming our way, which is basically the idea of going makeup free or being very minimal in your makeup. There's also face yoga and homemade skincare that are part of this category. So Pinterest is saying it's the end of caked on makeup look and pinners will embrace a slow beauty and let their natural skin texture shine through this new effortless chic routine is simple and sustainable and i have to wonder if this is partially in response to mask wearing you know you have less desire to wear a full face of makeup when you're covering half of your face and personally this is a trend that i can get behind because i never really mastered the art of full coverage foundation or a 12-step skincare routine so it's one of those circumstances where I feel like me being out of touch has come full circle. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you are on trend. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I love so basically the idea a lot is just truly it's a more minimalist makeup look, a more natural beauty makeup look. But what I found incredibly fascinating was the idea of face yoga. And so... I found an article that was talking that Meghan Markle claimed this as her secret to getting the pre-wedding glow and that there are all kinds of facial exercises that increase blood circulation, allowing for better oxygen flow to the cells of the skin, equaling a clearer and more glowy complexion. Not only is it less toxic and less invasive alternative to an actual facelift and face fillers, but it's also way cheaper like free kind of cheap (laughs) yeah yeah so i was able to find exercises that target forehead wrinkles and crow's feet eyebrow lift neck and jawline and your cheeks and they're saying that this facial yoga is the newest and latest thing that people are doing to kind of naturally boost and regenerate the glow in their face I think it sounds amazing. I also think it sounds like something that I would do consistently for maybe four days and then get really (laughs) mad at myself that it was not working.
0: (laughs) Just real talk there.
1: I'm just being serious. As somebody who struggles to exercise like my full body, I'm not sure I would do that great with my forehead. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that is so true. And I do think that you are so right that as lots of us have gotten way more accustomed to wearing masks for some or a big chunk out of our day, depending on where your day takes you. You know, a lot of people are like, I can't wear makeup under my mask because my face is breaking out. And so, you know, and they're trying as best as they can to combat that. Or sometimes it's just like, why bother if nobody's really going to be able to enjoy my makeup work anyway? So Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I definitely can see people kind of leaning more into that this year for sure. Well, speaking of things that we're finally just sort of settling in and getting used to, last year as the quarantine for the pandemic began, many people were like, why would I wear jeans? Why would I get dressed in my work clothes when I'm just going to be sitting behind a computer or I can't go anywhere anyway? So many people who had not yet embraced athleisure, which is basically just wearing kind of like workout style clothes. Finally, we're like, I'm just, you know, joggers and a sweatshirt. That's what's going to be for me today. So in 2021, Pinterest says we're ready to kind of embrace a little bit of a step up from athleisure to what they're calling athflow. Okay. <laughs> Isn't this is so funny. I know <laughs> these names skinamalism, japandi, athflow. Japandi, <laughs> That's hard to say. Okay. <laughs> but Athflow is kind of like comfortable, but it's a little bit more stylish. So instead of putting on your joggers that you wore maybe two or three days this week, they're saying people are looking at like flowy pants, casual jumpsuits, outfits that are basically made up of just like oversized clothes, not necessarily sweatshirts, but you know, like so regular tops and You know, skirts or pants or whatever, but they're oversized. So this is becoming the new go-to loungewear. It is professional enough for the office. So you could definitely get on a Zoom call or whatever you are doing. Professionally speaking, you could also get out your yoga mat. If you weren't going to do your facial yoga, you could do your regular yoga with your Ath flow on. Or if you're just going to lay on the couch and watch a little Netflix, you could totally do it. So some of the big trend, like keywords that Pinterest is reporting that people are searching for right now are like soft outfits, cotton jumpsuits, which that's new. I feel like a lot of the jumpsuits that when they really first started coming in to fashion were like a little bit more dressy. And so now the trend, like that great Amazon jumpsuit that I found last year was, you know, like a cotton blend and was so soft and comfortable. Quilted clothes, clothes cocoon sweaters, fluffy slippers, which I talked about a great pair on our Luxuries for the Winter episode. So anything that is like oversized, cute, comfy, cozy, this is going to be in for the foreseeable future in 2021. I'll be interested to see as we get closer to a warmer weather, if people are still into this, or if people are kind of transitioning back to more like clothes from the before times. So I thought that was super interesting.
1: I'm on board for that one. I mean, I think that especially as women, sometimes we're taught that we have to suffer for the sake of fashion, that fashion yeah. isn't mm-hmm. comfortable. Well, yeah. yeah, screw that. Let's make fashion comfortable again. I love
0: this. I do too. So that's Athflow, <laughs> which feels <just> like I'm <laughs> going to say Athlack, and this is not a sponsored episode by Athlack. So yeah, so those were some of the big trends that Pinterest is reporting on. Of course, two people are, this is a little bit of a bonus, but people are still like exploring new hobbies as they are realizing, I actually have time to do the thing that I've always thought would be so fun if I could get into it. So people are searching for like how to get started with quilting, knitting, cooking, like some of the more traditional ideas of a hobby you could take up from home. Also, more non-traditional ones, Rebecca, like juggling, which I thought was fun. I kind of always wanted to learn how to juggle. I was like, you know, maybe I should take a Maybe this is, yes, this could be your year, Meg. This could be my year, you guys. Also, things like glass etching, which is beautiful, feels very dangerous to me to do it at home, but I'm sure many people do. Speaking of dangerous hobbies, how about knife painting? Oh, okay. At first, I was like, I don't know what that would be, but you know... I actually do because my twins love to watch those satisfying video compilations on YouTube. Have you seen these? It's like little clips of people doing things that are quote unquote satisfying, like, oh my gosh, like playing with kinetic sand, like cutting right, right, kinetic right. sand or, oh gosh, watching someone get their hair colored. Like, But they're just like little clips. They're like right. five second clips of a thing, right? Well- Sometimes they'll show somebody doing these knife paintings from start to finish. It is very fascinating. I don't trust myself to take this up as a hobby, but somebody is. I thought it was painting a knife.
1: It's oh, well, with a knife? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> you could paint knives. I don't know. As a hobby. <laughs> if you wanted
1: to. I don't know why, but I was picturing... Like a giant, like a big sword with some sort of like landscape across the blade.
0: What? Love what you love. I am sure somebody out there is like, excuse me. (laughs) I have been painting knives for decades.
1: (laughs) Okay. But you mean like palette scraping knives. Yes. 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 Uh Okay. Those are very fun to watch. Very satisfying.
0: (laughs) Very satisfying. So. Okay. Well, Rebecca, thank you for talking about all of these trends with me. This was so fun to dig into.
1: It was. Some we are totally on board for and others. Well, we're going to pass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll
1: just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. Did Pinterest know what they were talking about?
0: We'll just I have know. To wait and see. That's right. Okay. Well, if people want to talk to you about trends or actually just anything, if they want to find you on social media to chat you up, where can we find you all around the web? Well, you can find my website at simplyrebecca.com and
1: then I'm all over social media at simplyrebecca. Rebecca.
0: Okay, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. Sorta Awesome, the show is anywhere you want to look for it on social media. We'd love to have you come and join our communities there. So you guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time.